Step into the realm of the paranormal until the last drop, a show that blends paranormal stories and events with a themed drink. Welcome back to Till the Last Drop. Now, this one may not be a scary paranormal story. However, it is still paranormal in some sense. Due to this festive time of year, we're going to take a closer look at one of the most beloved characters. <laughs> it's hard to tell sometimes. His anagram could be Satan, but everybody else calls him Santa. Mm-hmm. Old Saint Nick. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he's kind of paranormal. I mean, why not, right? He's supernatural, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's no way that anybody who's that size can move around that quickly. That's paranormal. (laughs) (laughs) Again, supernatural. (laughs) He's got superpowers. Superpowers. Super Santa. He's got special powers. Um, Other than that, we're also going to be going into a uh, somewhat of a festive drink, I suppose. Mm Mm-hmm. So do a, uh, what are you thinking this time? A hot chocolate with a uh, peppermint and uh, something else? Yeah, maybe a little uh, yeah. extra adult version of yeah. a hot chocolate. Yeah, it should be good. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get this going. Mm-hmm. The dead will rise so they can hear more content from Till the Last Drop. All right, we've all heard about Santa Claus, the ethereal being in red that just magically appears in your house, giving you gifts and eating your food. I mean, it sounds suspicious. Let's be completely honest about this. Okay, I don't think he magically appears. Um, (laughs) From what I was always told when I was a kid, he comes by sleigh and flying reindeer, and he lands on your roof. (laughs) And then he shimmies down your chimney, out your fireplace, with his mm. sack of stuff, <laughs> of toys, handmade gifts um, by his elves, his slave labor. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he eats food <laughs> from your home. Place the offering for the center. Mm-hmm. To fuel his uh, his evening of uh, breaking and entering. And uh, then he leaves trinkets. Yes. If you were good. Yes. And if you were bad, he leaves you coal. Yes. Mm-hmm. Or his sidekicks will torture you in some way. I say sidekicks because there has been multiple. Mm-hmm. And then, and then he leaves. Mm. Yeah. Yes. So, old guy flies to your home after spying on you all year and <laughs> surveilling your antics mm. and deciding to, you know, pass judgment on you. Yeah. And then he breaks into your home <laughs> and then you have to leave an <laughs> offering in order to uh, uh, appease him. Yes. And then, you know, depending on your behavior, he will either leave you something good or something bad. <laughs> the Santa sacrifice has been accepted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess a little bit of the background of this character that we've heard is uh, he can be traced back about uh, hundreds of years to a monk named Saint Nicholas. He believed that he was born sometimes around, oh, let's say uh, 280. A.D., B.C.E., mm-hmm. whatever you'd like to call mm-hmm. it here. Um, 
in Patara mm. near Mira, the modern day Turkey. Uh, much admired for his kindness. St. Nicholas became the subject of many legends. <laughs> it is said that he gave away all of his inheritance and wealth and traveled the countryside helping the poor and the sick. Well, that's kind of like your general good news story anyway. I mean, like, hey, this guy, oh, he's got all this all this stuff that he needs to do, so he's going to give up everything and he's going to be like the nicest person in the world. Sounds Sounds I mean, like a good legend. He sounds like a stand-up dude. I mean, I'm not saying anything bad against it. I'm just saying <laughs> that's how these kind of stories always start. Yeah. So. Or they start out where they're like a garbage person and then somebody <laughs> intervenes and they see the just light. Just cleaning up the streets, ma'am. No, not like that. <laughs> like they're just a bad person. But then, you know, ghosts come and show them the error of their ways and then they become better. Yeah. Isn't that how one of those stories well, in particular I'm, went? Yeah. I mean, in this case, I mean, one of the best known stories from him is that he saved three poor sisters from being sold into slavery or prostitution by their father by providing them with a dowry so they could be married. Oh. Because, I mean, it's one or the other. Be married or be a prostitute. Oh. That, that's, that's the choice back in those days. It's one or the other. Lovely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Isn't it great? Gosh. History is just wonderful. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he did his thing a bit around that and all that. Apparently there was a feast that was celebrated for the anniversary of his death back when he died. Uh, December 6th is what it was traditionally uh, thought to be his death date. Okay. Let's see. By the Renaissance, he was the most popular saint in Europe, uh, even after the Protestant Reformation, when the... Uh, Saints began to be discouraged. He maintained positive reputation, especially in Holland. Hmm. So I'm not 100% on the popularity of Holland. <laughs> not as the country, but like the popularity of Santa within Holland. I suppose hmm. he does seem to be kind of, uh, I don't know. I kind of think of Holland when I think of Santa in some sense. I'm going to be honest, I don't often think of Holland in general, so <laughs> I, I'm not nothing against Holland. Uh, it's just not at the forefront of my mind. Uh, yeah, well, but yeah, I also well. don't think of Santa often, so uh, maybe that, that correlates maybe that's to the each other. Problem. Maybe <laughs> You need to think of Santa more. I don't want to think of Santa more. <laughs> well, just for one month, that's how it goes. I think that's part of the problem is like, Everybody focuses on, oh, you have to be good because, you know, Santa. <laughs> yes. And so kids tend to be bad for, you know, what, 11 months? And then that one month they're like, oh, I'm going to be extra good. And yeah. that's going to make up for the 11 months of bad. Yeah. It, it doesn't work like that. No. But, I mean, that's kind of how it is. But that's what I think a lot of parents use that. And I mean, I get it. I get it. Like, I get using that. Yeah. But like... I think it gets overused sometimes to like get that month reprieve of like bad <laughs> behavior. Like I just want this one month kid. Yeah. Give me this one month where you're good. Yeah. We're kind of breaking away from the history of things and all that. It's like at the same time, it, it I don't know how many people would actually just be like, you've been bad. We're canceling Christmas or anything like that. So oh, there's been stories though. The stories. Yes. But <laughs> has anybody witnessed one of these said stories come to fruition? My sister's cousin's <laughs> brother's friends, roommates, aunts. 
Uh, Woo, NASCAR. <laughs> I don't know. That's always like that, right? Anyways. Yeah. I heard from a guy who knows a guy who heard it from his friend who heard it from the guy in the gutter that said that the guy that kicked him out of the bar told him that the other man that he was talking to said that his wife once heard a story from his sister that the Santa Claus was coming to town. Kind of like that. So you better not... <laughs> There yeah. you go. That that's actually the new uh, Christmas song. I would it never remember like that. that. But yeah, it's uh, it's actually sung in a uh, fifteen sixteen time, oh. and it kind of changes key signatures <laughs> like quite frequently. Are you so get, are you learning from Frank Zappa for this? Channeling <laughs> yeah, in a Zappa, the, the Frank Zappa Christmas special. <laughs> that would not surprise me. Ah, uh, sounds like fun. Actually, he does a lot of Halloween stuff from what I've seen. But yeah. anyway, um. <laughs> Jumping back into when uh, Santa made his invasion into the United States, <laughs> um, it looks mm. like he uh, became more of a part of American popular culture towards the end of the 18th century. Mm -hmm. So in December of 1773 and again 1774, a New York newspaper reported that groups of Dutch families had gathered to honor the anniversary of his death. Mm. The name Santa Claus evolved from Nick's or Saint Nick. <laughs> evolved Nick, from we're, the, we're on you yeah. know, casual terms uh, with him. It, yeah, it evolved from his Dutch nickname, Sinterklaas, um, oh. shortened form of Sint Nicolas or Dutch for Saint Nicholas. Um, I tried to just abandon the accent of which I have no idea what the, a Dutch accent would be. So sorry. Neither do I. I can't, I can't match it. Um, so let's see, uh, in 1804, John Pintard, a member of the New York Historical Society, distributed woodcuts of St. Nicholas at a society's annual meeting. Mm -hmm. The background of the engraving contains now familiar Santa images, including stockings filled with toys and fruit hung over a fireplace. Fruit hung over a fireplace. Yeah. Well, the uh, commercially made, like, candies and all that weren't as what was this 1804 yes yeah it's it doesn't seem like they were so much commercial as it is now so i'm sure like putting sweets out or something probably wouldn't be as as noticed or maybe baked goods so it seems like fruit might have been like i would i mean i understand fruit it just to me i imagine well and the fireplace probably wasn't lit because you know yeah Santa coming down or whatever. I don't know if that had come to come into play yet, but to me, I imagine the fruit getting gross, hanging above a lit fireplace. That was the mental image I got. That's why I questioned it. Well, it comes from tradition too. Actually, now that I think about it, like 1804 wasn't too far out. I mean, it, it's possible that they could have had it, but I think fruit might have been something more traditional to the uh, standard holiday festivities if you right. will. so like and this also coming back from like yule and all that too so since like christmas was adapted from the pagan but anyway <laughs> <laughs> so uh i thought it was religious <laughs> the idea behind it is religious but the practice of it now is nowhere near the are you the trying to take the christ out of christmas um no but xmas is also a shortened abbreviation for Christmas. So to say that Xmas is not like, it's like heresy or something, whatever you want to say, sacrilegious, there's the term. Um, it's actually false. So 
just throwing that out there for a little uh, bit of <laughs> new age information for anyone. Now you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's true. Go look it up. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and I mean, if you really think about it, the the Acts, they, they say now that they believe that the cross that Jesus was crucified on was actually an X-shaped cross. Uh, maybe. I've... I've Looked in, or I've seen a bunch of studies about that. They think that the crucifixion crosses might have been X shaped. Um, there's a lot of people that back that that belief. So really, really, since Christians like to have that crucifixion well, as their their symbol of Jesus, yeah, isn't putting the X in so symbol of death in, would be a, isn't putting the X in Christmas really putting more of their symbol of Christ in Christmas. Yeah. On a structure, structurally, it seems like an X might be a little bit easier to work with Mm -hmm. because your distribution of weight would be over two points of contact on the bottom. So you're just going to have to focus on your main joint, which if it's two pieces that are like. It was easier for them to put up. It was easier for them to keep up. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of science to it. I watched some weird documentaries. Mm. Interesting how we've somehow gone from Santa to the methods of killing people. No, not killing people, <laughs> crucifying. They you know. weren't dead before they got up there. <laughs> they no, it was we're specifically talking about crucifying one dude. <laughs> yeah, but there were many others. But I was only talking about the one. Okay. So it wasn't killing people, it was killing person. <laughs> okay. All right. Um Thank you. Anywho, going back to Santa. Santa Claus. Yes. Uh, let's just skip on over to the shopping mall Santas. <laughs> Try to get away from, uh, I don't know. Let's go back to the commercialism of Christmas. That sounds a little bit safer, right? Uh-huh. Stay thirsty for the unusual with Till the Last Drop. So let's see. Uh th- Something here says that gift giving mainly centered around children, uh, giving children as gifts, yes. has been an important part of Christmas celebration since the holiday's rejuvenation in the early 19th century. Stores began to advertise Christmas shopping in 1820, and by the 1840s, newspapers were creating separate selections for holiday advertisements. So this is just capitalism. Yeah. (laughs) Obviously, like, obviously companies are going to know. It's like, oh, it's Christmas season. It's time to give gifts. It's time to spend more money. Give your gift of happiness to somebody by giving them this new coat. It's like the greeting card companies that, you know, they say created all these. I know they didn't actually, so don't come at me. Uh, They didn't create all these holidays, but they sure did encourage these holidays to, like, Oh, look, there's all these 20 different things that you yeah. have to buy a card for and give it to somebody. Yeah. Mm. Anyways. What, what's interesting is about these, these holiday advertisements, it often featured imagery of the newly popular Santa Claus. Now, imagine that. Like, say you're trying to sell a pair of earbuds and <laughs> I'm not going to get into an ad because this is not supported in any way. But like, oh, maybe Ray J sells these these uh, earbuds and maybe you're going to hear about that for the next like, oh, I don't know few months that you're listening to any kind of content at all or uh i don't know let's take it for an example who's who's popular right now i don't know i don't follow it i don't care but let's just say like some um random sports player over here is like i drink this drink and i <laughs> shop over here and then there it is like think of like a uh, sprite cranberry i mm-hmm. mean come on we didn't have to have lebron james as a weird like stop motion puppet 
But that was a thing. It happened. Yeah, it did happen. I don't remember that. Yeah. Oh, maybe I blanked <laughs> it was, out. That was a couple of years ago, anyway. Oh, um, thank God we don't have cable television. <laughs> but that is one of the reasons why this would be. So, they're kind of taking off the popularity of Santa Claus, and that's going to boost the popularity even more. It's a spokesperson. Yeah, and when considering that this is like this is mall Santas. I feel like a lot more people were shopping at malls because it's easier to get 1841. I suppose so. I mean, they actually, had a mall in 1820. Um, now I'm not 100% sure. This just says stores, but I wouldn't be surprised if there was like a shopping complex. Did they have like Montgomery Wards back in 1820? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that one. <laughs> Darling, I'm going to go to the Montgomery Wards. <laughs> yeah. mm, excellent. Uh, I must I, get the new. Uh, I think they just called it Monty's back then. It was a lot ah, more Monty's. Yes, well, yes excellent. Uh, um, let's, let's see. Let's go to Monty's. Uh, in 1841, thousands of children visited a Philadelphia shop to see a life-size Santa Claus model. It was only. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I know. It seems weird. It's like, hey, you want to go look at this block of wood that's painted and look like a guy? Yeah. And then one day they realized, oh, wait, we could do that with a person. Uh, yeah. What? <laughs> uh, well, what it says right here is like it was only a matter of time before stores began to attract children and their and parents their with the lure of a peek at a live Santa Claus. Now, this sounds a little bit more risque than normal. It's like, are you tired of the, just the standard picture of Santa? We've got a live one for you. Are you tired of non-moving Santa? <laughs> right here, right now. Live Santa. <laughs> Woo-woo. What? Oh, uh, in the early 18, or yeah, in the early 1890s, the Salvation Army needed money to pay for the free Christmas medals or free, free <laughs> Christmas meals. They weren't giving out medals that came later when they didn't want to feed anybody. Um, Ah, here's your participation medal uh, for yeah. being poor. Uh, no, no fact on that one. Just, just ignore that one. Anyway, to pay for the free Christmas meals they provided to needy families, they began dressing up unemployed men in Santa <laughs> suits and sending them into the streets of New York I'm to sorry, solicit donations. Horrible. I know this is like actually what happened, but it sounds so wrong when you just hear it like that. I mean, hey, you, buddy, you got no job. Go beg. It says those, go on the streets and beg yeah. for money for us. Well, it says those familiar Salvation Army Santas have been ringing bells on the street corners of America's cities ever since. I know. I said I know that this is real, and I know <laughs> we've already started seeing them, and it's weird. Yeah. But it's like this corporation was like, "Yo, yeah. this yo, is, poor dude." Yeah, this is the actual history behind this too, which is Come just weird for to us. think about. Exactly. It's like, hey, we need money. We're not gonna like. Well, obviously they're not going to pay them because they say they're unemployed. I get that they're, <laughs> that they're, you know, the Salvation Army. I've heard some things about them. I'm not going to comment on them now. Yeah. I get that, you know, they were trying to get money to pay for free Christmas meals for needy families. And I think that that's a, that's a great thing. Yeah. I imagine that they probably <clears throat> paid the guys that were unemployed in some sense. Right. I mean, right. I don't like that it. This whole information was phrased that they have unemployed people <laughs> ringing bells and be like, here, it if you're going to stand like on the they... corner anyway, you stand on this corner, you ring a bell. Don't touch the money. It sounded, it sounds terrible. It genuinely it sounds like they got some hobos. Yeah. And we're like, yo, this is our corner. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? Don't confuse his sack with Santa's sack. Okay. This is, this is different. Oh, that sounded 
weird. No, uh, this I know, is but the that sounded of the sack weird. On the little stick I that know. they hold, you know, I don't remember what it's called. It sounded weird. Hobo though. bag or something. I don't know. Yeah, hobo, hobo bags. Stick. Hobo, hobo stick, stick is different. <laughs> no, that's a weapon. Hobo stick. Um, that's what you use. Uh, that's to keep what you get bag. shanked with. Oh, okay. Either a hobo way. stick. <laughs> <laughs> um. Let's see Anyways, what else. What yeah. else we have here about the uh, wonders of shopping mall Santas? Um, oh, apparently the most iconic department store Santa is Kris Kringle. Oh, in the nineteen forty different. Well, Santa. This one is the most popular one. He's the most iconic. Yeah, iconic, popular. Yeah, that's different. Well, <laughs> I mean, he this this Kris Kringle is the nineteen forty seven classic Santa Claus movie, Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Mm-hmm. So featuring a young Natalie Wood. And uh, Edmund Gwen played Chris Kringle. He won an Oscar for that role, by the way. Ooh. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah. So that's kind of cool. A little bit of info on that. I, I really so, don't watch Christmas movies, so I can't like go into background of this. Nah, but we are going to watch Home Alone this year. That is a Christmas movie. And so is Die Hard. That is a Christmas movie. You said so. you don't watch them. And then you're like, that one is. Well, like, I wasn't saying it wasn't. That's because it's a little bit better. Plus, the music is kind of nice on it, too. <laughs> I was saying that is a Christmas movie, and we're watching it yeah. as a family. You will watch it with me. <laughs> <sighs> so I'm going to kind of touch on this really quick. I think it's very interesting. And I'm going to touch a little bit on that uh, something I talked about earlier. You're touching on a lot of stuff, aren't you? I'm touching everything <laughs> right now. I'm just going to get all up in there and touch it. Okay, so I think there's an interesting... now. I thought of this when I was a kid and I thought it was so clever. I don't know. I didn't (laughs) tell anybody, but I was like, yeah. Oh yeah. I thought I thought I was like the shit, I guess, for thinking of this. And I didn't really talk much about it. But then I come to find out apparently I was not alone in my thoughts on this. Like Mm -hmm. lots of people apparently made this connection. So I was not as cool as I thought. But You know, um, there's a lot of people who, for them, Christmas is all about Christ, which I brought up. And that's fine. You know, religion's a very personal thing. I'm not going to talk about that. But um, (laughs) then you have Santa, who, like, the whole idea of Santa (laughs) is kind of a polar opposite of christmas being what is it christ's birthday and the ob- that's what it's supposed to be for it, the church right then it's right? the observation of the birth which is something that is not normally practiced or it wasn't normally practiced back in the day when all of it happened normally they would not nobody would celebrate the birth of somebody within a like a saint or a religion or anything like that they they would go against it they'd normally go off of like the death date. Well, I was going to say they they talked when about when they were a martyr and all that. So, and even in this case, it kind of it took a long time before Christmas was actually adapted for the birth of Christ. They talked about you know even here they talked about celebrating um, Saint Nicholas's death date because he was a saint. Wait, Saint Nicholas? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They talked about his death. Like it's not like oh we celebrate we honor him on his birthday. No, they celebrate they honored him on his death date. So. Yeah. I can see that. But um, all right. So <clears throat> they honor Christ on the 25th as his birth date or whatever. 
that's that's what it's supposed to symbolize, right? Yeah. I know that there's a lot of stuff stating that he wasn't actually born then, blah, 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 whatever. Again, not getting into that. Um, so for a lot of people, I've heard a lot of people talk about how um, Christmas has veered from Christ and all this stuff because of the commercialization, because of um, everybody just wants presents and everybody's greedy and da, 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 all this stuff. And Santa has taken the Christ out of Christmas. Like, that's a phrase that I've heard a lot of uber-religious people use. Yeah. And um, I didn't really, I'm like, okay, whatever. Again, I was a kid when I heard all this stuff. And, you know, I happened to sit down and I think about it one time, and I was like, I find that interesting. What mm -hmm. if, what if, you know, Santa, let's think about Santa here. He is a man who came along. And he wears all red. And, okay, no, he lives in the cold. <laughs> but maybe he lives in the cold because he has a high body temperature. Yeah. And he needs to be in a cold <laughs> environment to keep his temperature down. You know, because he's used to being somewhere where it's real hot. <laughs> or maybe because he's used to being somewhere where it's real hot, he prefers cold. I know where this is going. Uh-huh. <laughs> and... So he came along and he's got kind of weird powers because, I don't know, I feel like that would come with the territory. But he's got a little, he's got a bunch of little elves, which are kind of goblin-y looking guys, you know. <laughs> and they do his bidding, right? Right. And well, they enjoy it too. Uh-huh. Yeah, they, they like. They live for the job. They like doing what they're told from Santa. Um. And really, his whole thing is to watch people, watch them to see if they're being good or bad. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh, mm -hmm. right? And, um, and he, he takes away from what is seen as a pretty important religious date by making people fall to greed yeah which we know is one of those sins yeah. <laughs> them seven <laughs> deadly ones right uh. so we've got all of these things and i mean he did a really good job of taking over this whole holiday and making it like people go nuts with mm. their weird greed and their yeah Furbies in there, like whatever. <laughs> Furbies and your beanie babies and your tamagotchis. This is do. all nineties references. It's weird. I'm old. Leave me <laughs> and alone. And your Y two Ks. That's right. I lived through that. Leave me alone. So, um, and then I thought, you know, the the thing that really cinched it for me was, and you brought this up, Santa. <laughs> <laughs> You only have to switch a couple letters around yeah. and it's Satan. Yeah. So. <gasps> Mystery revealed. Oh, boom, boom, boom. I would have gotten away with it too if he weren't for you meddling kids. <laughs> and I was like, really? I mean, he wasn't even, he wasn't even hiding it. Like, no. he's it's like, like, oh man, ah. I, I got to get out tonight and I don't have my name picked out. Uh, you, you just, what, what do you think? He, like, he just oh, took the little. Santa? No, he just <laughs> took the little sticky letters off of his name tag and swapped <laughs> yeah. them around. Yeah. Like, ah, good enough. Yeah. 
nobody's going to see me anyway. And then Cindy Lou, who happened to be up <laughs> getting a glass of water. He was texting too fast and accidentally the autocorrect changed it. Oh, God, right? <laughs> it's like, oh, no, well, I'm playing it now. And then it, his catfishing game just turned into some massive, like, change of a holiday. <laughs> He's like, well, going to lean hard into this one. But no, that was, I was like, well, that's an interesting little uh, thought on yeah. all of that. That really, Santa's Satan. And yeah. he just came up here to screw with religious people and their holy day <laughs> and it's working it's working really well because people are greedy We're well, greedy considering that like going back to like santa was featured in like advertisements to basically sell things because mm-hmm. he was popular i mean like what better way like this obviously like corporate greed and the use of santa i mean it obviously it makes sense so at least he, it fits like that when i think about it like this it's like he played up, like, again, if you really lean into that, like, the seven deadly sins, all he had to do was play up one <laughs> greed, and mm-hmm. he got humans. Like, that was it. End of. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. But then again, he'll give you presents. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. So. Whoa. Or he'll give you coal. I mean, I mean. But I nowadays, coal, coal is coal a bad thing to get? No. Well, I don't know how I would utilize a piece of coal if I was given it. Um, I could try to sell it, but I don't know what the market price is. I also don't know anybody who's going to be able to take a piece of coal and be like, oh, yeah, I can use this as fuel. Okay, but Jack weirdly wanted coal at some point, so there's that. <laughs> well, you can't do with any, can't do anything with it except look at it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we could, <laughs> could throw make, it around, I guess. We could make a diamond. <sighs> My hands are already tired. <laughs> oh, I'm not come squeezing on. any more diamonds. Any more? <laughs> um, never mind. Wait, moving where, on. Where moving are these on. other so, diamonds? Oh. So Santa Claus around the world. Love. <laughs> oh, um. These other diamonds, boy! I'm gonna be getting good Christmas gifts. I'm feeling greedy, man. Come on. Oh, anyway, but before going into like the worldly Santa, which I guess could worldly Santa. No, not whirly. World. <laughs> whirly. The whirly Santa. Oh, so dizzy. <laughs> no. Um, and again, with like the whole um, department store and mall Santa and all that, the uh, the Macy's Santa uh-huh. has appeared in almost every Macy's Thanksgiving Day parade since it began in 1924. And fans of all ages still line up to meet the Macy's Santa in New York City at the stores around the country. Oh, and at the stores around the country. I don't think I have ever, ever, ever <laughs> met a store Santa. Um, My whole life. Apparently at these stores, children can take pictures on Santa's lap and tell the him what they want for Christmas. Yeah, that's that's how it's always been. That's weird. <laughs> Put your child on this old man's lap. I know that it's <laughs> Outside not... of Christmas, that's probably unacceptable. Outside of Christmas, that's Especially really considering they're weird. like unemployed. <laughs> Those ones aren't unemployed. They're employed as Santa. Well, this was 1924 when it started. So you never know if he was actually an unemployed, like if his resume said, I'm an unemployed how Salvation you... Army Santa. And then they're like, oh, okay, well, we want you to be Santa. You're still going to be unemployed. But we want you to be Santa. I'm an unemployed Salvation Army Santa. Yeah, like, he just drew up his just, resume. He came like in his Santa suit because that's the only thing that he, he still has. He just had. goes from one Santa line to the other. He's Santa <laughs> line hopping. He's yeah. like, oh, yep. gotta go find another Santa line. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh, <Yep. laughs> 
<laughs> Unemployed Santa well, coming through. You no, know, once you get stuck in a career path, I mean, it's hard to change. <laughs> I guess, yeah. I'm a professional unemployed Santa. <laughs> Actually, isn't that what Santa is all but one day of the year? You know, I he has to have some hands <laughs> in some some big businesses, if that's the case, because come on. I mean, you can't just go a year without working and then work one day. I mean, he has to be getting a cut out of this merchandise. Anytime his pictures are... Actually, no, Coca-Cola. They paid him a good amount of money to have him featured back in the ads. That's true. Santa's not getting paid for the day of work that he does. <laughs> He's salary. Hey, who's paying him? Himself? He gets paid from the larger companies that are was, using his likeness. I was going to say, he has to, he has to be getting paid <laughs> because... He's making the toys, supposedly. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's not like... He's doing quality control every it's day. Not he's like, checking that list. I mean, he has that, but he's not actually <laughs> making them because he has slave labor that's making them for him. Yeah, he's kind of overseeing it, which makes me wonder, does he have oh. like other like manager slaves he's or a, manager elves? He's supervising. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. He's uh -huh. like, then he might be part of the government. Because we all know that any government employee, there's going to be five of them, and then one guy is going to be doing the work. Wait, you mentioned the government. Can I can I touch on something really quick? Uh, sure. Is it about the birds that are drones? Oh no, but that's <laughs> a weird thing that we'll have to talk about at some oh. point. That birds aren't real. <laughs> yeah, that's come up plenty of times before. There's somebody that I worked with that has brought that up. Really? Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay, we'll have to talk about that. <laughs> so, uh, when we were looking for stuff on this. Um, on Santa, uh, I happened to come across something that I thought was really weirdly interesting. Did you know that Elf on the Shelf <laughs> is alleged to be a government spying program? Uh, I don't have anything to do with Elf on the Shelf. I I prefer Snoop on a Stoop, but Elf on a Shelf. I prefer is Sloth on a Goth, <laughs> but I'm old school. Yeah. I mean, I guess Snoop is old school too, but. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, uh, That's the second time we've made reference to him. I know. Where's that <laughs> sponsorship? We don't. Uh, Snoop. Come on. Anyways. Um, no. Like, I thought this was funny. I didn't actually look too much into it. But, yeah. Apparently. Um, those little elves that people have in their homes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They were. They're part of a. um CIA program, I believe. Um, yeah, that was set up so that the government intelligence agencies could get information on uh, people and families. Uh, mm -hmm. The best that you can get out of that would maybe be GPS location. There isn't some camera in, a, in an elf. I mean, obviously, it's not moving around at night. But come on, like... That's a bit out of the, the realm of reality. But then again, I mean, lizard people and and uh, drone birds and here these is, other conspiracies that have been going around. But, you know. <laughs> here is somebody's um, argument, <laughs> I guess, about this was their comment uh, in, in regards to this. Placing elves in individual homes is a terribly inefficient use of elf resources. <laughs> So it makes no sense for Santa to do that, mm. argues intelligence watchdog Vera watching you. 
Vera watching you. Vera watching you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everybody knows Santa has the best surveillance system in the world. He doesn't need an elf in every house. So who is the evil mastermind <laughs> behind this unsanctioned intrusion into our homes? Yeah, Santa's got one of those, um, uh, what was it, the sonic displays like in uh, The Dark Knight. And uh, Morgan Freeman actually works for him. And he's like, what? he's like viewing the whole thing because it goes off of everyone's cell phone. It actually transmits a, a, a high frequency pulse that goes back and it reads it and it gets the layout of the area that the phone is in mm. and they're all linked together. So you can have a global thing where you can just zoom in and see what's going on. Wow. <laughs> the echo net, if you will. <laughs> so I don't know how many people actually believe that, but I thought it was really funny Yeah, that, and it wouldn't surprise me <laughs> if people actually believe that. I think they're weird. The elf on the shelf thing. <clears throat> yeah. We don't have one. I also don't need more things that I have to do every single day. <sighs> Elfs. Elf things. I get that those things are fun for kids, but like, mm. uh, I have a lot I do every day. <laughs> yeah. I love my kids. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. <laughs> but no Santa for you. <laughs> no, it's no elf on a shelf. Oh. We still do Santa. Um. Until they don't believe then we move on yeah and then we can get recognition for getting the gifts ourselves and stuff the night is dark the spirits are restless they demand to be poured until the last drop um so santa claus around the world he has been a well-traveled individual i suppose the 18th century america's santa claus was not the only saint nicholas inspired gift giver to appear at Christmas time. And yes, that is one word, Christmas time. Um, there were similar figures and traditions. Uh, uh, Christ kind or Christ King, Christ Kringle uh, was believed to deliver presents to well-behaved Swiss and German children. Hmm. Uh, meaning Christ child, Christ kind or Christkind could be Christkind actually. Um, if it's Swiss. Anyway, he had holes in him. Um, is an angel-like figure often accompanied was really by St. Nicholas on, <laughs> on his holiday that's missions. so cheesy. Um, so apparently that's one of those like sidekicks that he had was the Christkind. Um, yeah, anyway, in Scandinavia, a jolly elf named Jultaman. Jultaman, I think it was. Jultomten. Uh, Jultomten, okay. Uh, was thought to deliver gifts in a sleigh drawn by goats. English Goats? Loving. Yes. Did they yell? <laughs> That's how they knew he was coming to town. Ah! <laughs> okay. Um, Eng- English legend explains that Father Christmas visits each home on Christmas Eve to fill children's stockings with holiday treats. Pierre Noel a resp- is responsible for filling the shoes of French children. In mm. Italy, there's a story Ew, of a woman I called... Don't want stuff in my shoes. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> it's just the various cheeses and stuff. That what just- is with you and cheese right now? <laughs> it's Christmas cheese. What? Um, anyway. In- it's Christmas cheese. Exactly. Christmas cheese. That didn't answer my Everybody question. needs to get the Christmas cheese to prepare their charcuterie boards for the New Year's. And there you go. What is this? In Italy, this is not something we've ever done before. <laughs> once in in Italy, there is a story of a woman called La Bafana. Ah, um, 
a kindly witch who rides a broomstick down the chimneys of Italian homes to deliver toys to the stockings of lucky children. That's interesting. That's the first time I've heard a chimney. Uh, it's the first time I've heard of a witch that gives out prisons. Hey, lots of witch do. Sorry. <laughs> lots of witch. Yes. <laughs> witch <you> do. <laughs> <laughs> lots of witches do good things. Witches aren't all bad. I don't know why people think they are. Well, this is an Italian witch, so chances are she might be... She's different. She's probably giving out, like, I don't know, what? Italian things. Italian things? I don't know. Well, um, if cheese. The, she's Ita- That's the Christmas cheese. Why is everybody giving out cheese in your world? Because cheese is a good gift. Do you need cheese? Cheese is delicious, Did and I it is a good gift. Did I get you wrong presents this year? <laughs> no. I didn't get you cheese. <laughs> I don't know, but I haven't found that cheese wheel yet, so I wouldn't know. I didn't get you cheese. I feel like I need to return your gifts no, and just no, no, get no, cheese, no. various that's, cheeses that's and fun. a board. Cheeses are delicious. Anyway. Um. So anyways, this is the first one I've heard about a <laughs> chimney. Maybe. Ooh, and she comes down on a broomstick. So is she also cleaning your chimneys as she comes down? Because that's two for one and awesome. And she sings. <gasps> yes. Cheru. Cheru, cheru. I like this lady. Um, We're living in the wrong country. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Let's see. There's also uh, some of the traditions. Eh, why not? Let's just cover some Christmas traditions, too. Oh. Um, in the United States, Santa Claus is often depicted as flying from his from his home to home on Christmas Eve to deliver toys to children. He flies on his magic sleigh led by his reindeer. There's eight of them. And then there's the outcast that somehow got involved as well. Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Vixen, Comet, Cupid, Donner, Blitzen, and the most famous reindeer of all, Rudolph. Yeah. I mainly remember them because I remember seeing Arnold Schwarzenegger run along with Sinbad to try to race to get to a uh, radio station so that they could say the names and win that toy. So. The Furby movie. I mean, it's not a Furby. What? It's not a Furby, but it's based on those kind of freaking trends. Yeah. Put the cookie down. Yep. Anyway. It's that kind of a, it's the movie that's about that sort of stuff. Yeah. I mean, terrible movie. It. Didn't you make me watch it though? No, I don't think so. You did. Um, Just like that moon movie. <laughs> it is kind of interesting to see like the, the knockoff, like. The drug den of Santas, all the mall Santas that are like peddling all the knockoff gifts and like doing the resale and scalping people. That's kind of interesting. They're scalping people. Yeah, like he like cutting he, their scalps off. No. Oh. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, scalping like, toys. Yeah, like all of the. Uh, oh, they're scalpers. Now. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> that's different than scalping scalping people. Santas. Yes. <laughs> now they're cutting Santa scalps off <laughs> and wearing them as their own. Hey. Um so Buffalo Santa Bill. again back onto the United States tradition <laughs> of Santa Claus here. Uh Santa enters each home through the chimney, which wa- is why empty Christmas stockings, once empty socks are often like hung by the chimney with care. Uh I guess so. You don't want to haphazard like throw your stocking up i don't know i'm just chucking them over there now yeah why not see what sticks yeah um in hopes that saint nicholas will soon be there that is basically a quote from the it is uh, clark moore poem um 
A stocking can be filled with candy canes or other treats or other small toys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Santa and his wife, Mrs. Claus, I suppose. Call, Ooh, I shouldn't well, keep her name. I, I don't know. Eh, whatever. <laughs> call the North Pole home, which is not very habitable. But anyway, and children write letters to Santa and track Santa's progress around the world mm-hmm. on Christmas Eve. Children often leave cookies and milk for Santa. Um, he might have type 2 diabetes, so be careful. By now, he probably does. Even though he is immortal, he lives in terrible pain all the time. Um, and carrots to feed his reindeer on Christmas Eve. Santa Claus keeps a naughty list and a nice list to determine who <laughs> deserves the gifts on Christmas morning. I just now realized how I said that. Mm-hmm. Um, and parents often invoke these lists as a way to ensure their children are on their best behavior. Yeah, we discussed that. Invoke the list. <laughs> Invoking the list <laughs> now. Uh, these lists are immortalized in the 1934 Christmas song, Santa Claus is Coming to Town. He's making a list and checking it twice. Gonna find out who's naughty and nice. Santa Claus is coming to town. <laughs> I feel like that's a threat. And then it goes he into like... He sees when you are sleeping. Yeah. He knows when you are awake. <laughs> he knows if you've been bad or good. So be good. For goodness sake. Yeah. That's a threat. (laughs) It it starts off as like a standard song, and then it seems like it got a little bit of inspiration from Sting at the end there. (laughs) Um, And then it got dark real fast. Yeah. Now, there is a little bit about the ninth reindeer, Rudolph, but that is not Santa. Nope. So I'm going to ignore that. Some guy with a real bad cold. Yeah. This is Till the Last Drop, and you're listening to this next section on our tab. So, really, it comes down to Santa is Satan. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the gist of it. He's got weird, freaky, deaky powers. He hides out. He only can come out. He only comes out <laughs> one day a year. Yes, and the rest can, of the time he is he is gathering his energy, he's biding in his hell. time. He's yeah. in hell. <laughs> he's in the cold part of hell. Mm. No, he's in the warm part of hell, getting all toasty mm-hmm. so that he can actually. Well, plus, okay, he has to go across the entire globe in one night. Well, he does employ a witch. Apparently. And we haven't even talked about one of his most famous nowadays sidekicks. Krampus? Yes. Krampus. Or Belschnickel. That was another name that he's gone by. Is that? Yeah. There was Belschnickel. I, that it, makes it, me think of Dwight. It, and they actually did their research, and that is the name. But yeah, it's a thing. But yeah, like Krampus is probably one of the most uh, well-known He's versions of him. Become a thing a lot. Yeah, a big like, thing recently. Yeah, well, maybe it's because more and more kids are starting to are just, terrible. Yes. Um, <sighs> and uh, now the problem is we don't have some crazy ethereal being to go out there and be like, oh, I'm going to hit you with some birch and put you in my bag and then hit you again or whatever. Rattle some chains in your face. I don't know exactly. I might be thinking of, <laughs> I might be thinking of one of the ghosts of Christmas, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, past, present, future. I don't remember. The ghost of Krampus past or something. The I don't ghost know. of Krampus past? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, but... <clears throat> it's kind of made its way back and it could be like just to try to shake up or change up the whole Christmas idea and all that kind of stuff. And there's been a movie about it and I don't know if that's any good. I saw some trailers and then I was like, this might not be a very good movie and I never saw it. 
And I think I might be <laughs> right about it. It might not be a very good this movie. This was this thing and I saw some stuff yeah. about it and it looked like crap. Well, so I'm good. The problem is like everything just kind of like burst into popularity. And it was a, just another like it seemed like it was another avenue of somebody looking for profit. And yeah, I get it. It's that's how it is. That's how Santa became a figure for Christmas. It was profit off of the uh, popularity. So again, they're probably doing the same thing with Krampus and it's kind of making a a thing. I'm sure we're going to see more about like the pagan side of Christmas again too, because that seems like that might be gaining some popularity. I think it's possibly also because people have become more and more vocal about the fact that they like to be spanked. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, sure. Why not? (laughs) That is okay. I, I've seen a lot of things, a lot of people um, like friends on Facebook and stuff that (laughs) (laughs) you got some interesting friends then, (laughs) you know, one of them in particular, who's like real big into Krampus. You did some work for them before I met you. I don't want to name names. I think I vaguely remember. They were in a band. Oh. And you did work for them. Anyways. um, So, uh, yeah, I've seen a lot of people, like, especially right now, because it's, you know, December. Mm. um, People are posting pictures of themselves in full Krampus costumes. (laughs) And they always have the, the birch sticks. The birch, yeah. yeah. And they have some people in some precarious <laughs> positions in front of them. And I'm like, well, you go. Uh, do your thing. Sure. I I don't know. That's not very paranormal. That is not. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, the, I think that might be part of it. Like The idea of Santa coming down a chimney is more paranormal than somebody dressing up like a goat man and spanking someone. That's, yeah, no, yeah. they're literally, they're just in a furry outfit. That's, that's with more some, in the realm a, of reality. With a switch. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, you get you some. I don't know. It's weird. I'm like, okay. I'm not shaming anybody. Yeah. Like, I don't care. It's just there's a lot of it right now on my Facebook feed. I'm like, all right. Merry Christmas. Right. Actually, it's no, no, because it's actually, it either just happened or it's happening. But it's like, it's It's a different. What's happening? (laughs) That's a terrible movie. It's a. Christmas trees were killing. That's what it was. Krampus knocked. Krampus knocked. Krampus knocked? Yes. I have no idea. The Feast of St. Nicholas. Yes, because it's December 6th. Oh, delicious. Right. Are they feasting on St. Nicholas? Um, maybe. I mm. feel like that's the only way that it should be celebrated. <laughs> yes. Devour the flesh of the powerful. Anyway, um, we might take a short break here. And when we get back, we'll cover a bit of the drink. Yeah. At Till the Last Drop, we'd like to hear your stories, not have you become the story. So please, drink responsibly. All right. We're back. (laughs) (laughs) Did you miss us? Yeah. Don't ask that question. They might answer. Oh. Um, So we decided that since it was the Christmas season and whatnot, what could go better with Christmas than, I don't know, maybe a a glass of, maybe not a glass, let's say a mug, (laughs) a mug of hot chocolate. Sounds great, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, 
It is. <laughs> There's reasons why it sounds yeah. great. This time around, we we uh, made up a recipe for it. Uh, some hot chocolate. I put we some, made it up. Well, you made the hot chocolate, but I had the main idea of like what to put in it. You mean the liquor? Yes. Uh huh. <laughs> um, the one that I'm drinking has a little bit of some peppermint schnapps in there, and uh, I believe you put some Irish cream in. Yes. In yours, which is interesting. There's a, a hint of honey in that Irish cream too. So that adds a little bit of a subtle honey flavor, I suppose. I didn't pick up any honey flavor. Yeah, well, the chocolate kind (laughs) of makes it a little bit more, hey, I'm chocolate. Yeah, that's the point of cocoa. Yeah. Uh Um, So anyway, like you pretty much assembled this one. So if you kind of want to go into like the amount of the ingredients, I'll let you let you go for that one. Uh, Oh, you want me to actually? Yeah, why not? Oh, because this is my cocoa recipe. Yeah. Okay. I'll drink it while you're... Uh... <laughs> so um, I, for this particular batch, I put two cups of milk on the stove and brought that to a simmer, not a boil, because you don't want to scorch it. Scorch your milk. Yeah. No <laughs> scorching of the milk. And then I took some semi-sweet Belgian chocolate um, bits and I melted that. Um. In a microwave-safe dish, so, you know, nothing fancy there. Just melted it um, and made sure all the lumps were uh, smooth. And then Beat the lumps. <laughs> pretty much, <laughs> yes. Um, this is super simple. But then uh, once the milk was um, just brought up to uh, temperature, I took it off the heat and then I whisked in a quarter cup of granulated sugar, just white sugar. And then I whisked in the melted semi-sweet chocolate. And once it was all incorporated, that was the cocoa. Pretty good. Mm. That's the base of it. Like for mine, I added about an ounce of peppermint schnapps. So it kind of gives it that holiday feeling, I guess. I don't know. Peppermint, Christmas. Yeah, do the Mm -hmm. thing. Candy cane. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Um, you put in the Irish cream. And I put in two glugs. Glugs? Yes, that is the official measurement that I am going with. <laughs> oh, okay. I put in two glugs worth of <laughs> Irish cream. Okay. Mm-hmm. Glug, glug. I mean, sure. You were using all the cups to measure your peppermint schnapps. Uh, you could have used it. It just would have had a little I bit of I did not peppermint. want peppermint in my drink. Yeah. Um. No, like... Did you just use it just because it was there or did you use it based off of like what I've been saying about like chocolate milk and putting in the Irish cream? I used it because I figured it would taste good. Oh, okay. Well, it does. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's. Yours tastes good too, but I'm mm-hmm. not. I've never been a huge fan of peppermint. Yeah. So it. I mean, it's pretty good. I'm not really like. Oh, let's put milk with it, or not milk, let's put mint <laughs> with it. Obviously, I want some milk with the chocolate. It makes, it makes it into hot chocolate. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm not usually a big fan of like mint with chocolate all the time. So it's kind of like just as if it was the fleeting feeling of the season. Mm. So was my disposition towards putting in peppermint in this drink. It was drink. a fleeting feeling. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now it's gone. Yes. Um, I'll drink it. It's not it's not bad in any way. This is really good. And if you're a big fan of like peppermint and chocolate, then go for it. 
This is one of those drinks where, I mean, you could, if you like cocoa and making cocoa from scratch is really easy. Um, and it's worth it. Honestly, it tastes a little better than yeah. pre-packaged, but yeah. you could also do it with a powdered packaged cocoa mix. Get your favorite powdered packaged cocoa mix and throw some liquor in there. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, that, that um, kind of ruins the point of putting the liquor with it, though. I mean, that it just it seems like <clears throat> you're just looking for an excuse at that point. And no offense to anybody, if that be the case. I mean, it's it's still going to taste good. I'm just saying, if you don't have the stuff on hand, but you want to try it, yeah, you could do it that way. Yeah. Um. But yes, making your own cocoa <laughs> no. again, it only takes a few minutes. It's only a few short steps, yeah. and and it is a million times better than powdered packaged cocoa. Yeah. Um, and you can adjust like if you like things a little less sweet, you can put less sugar. If you like things a little more sweet, you can put more sugar. You can adjust the amount of chocolate. You can use different types of chocolate if you want just a pure dark chocolate or if you want, um, you know, a milk chocolate. Again, that's going to change yeah. the level of sweetness. Yeah. You um, can also add a little bit of espresso powder in there too. Oh, yeah. So Obviously, that's going to give it some caffeine. Yeah, um, yeah well, there's lots of ways that you can augment it so you can make it your own cocoa. This is just the very basic um, yeah base part of it but um it's it's a nice little treat and then you can add all sorts of different <laughs> liquor like you know um different there's different flavors of of liquors that are out there that would work well with it um yeah. even an orange or something like that like an orange liqueur yeah. would potentially work with it yeah chocolate um, orange that's usually a, mm -hmm. a decent flavor different fruit liqueurs would probably work because mm -hmm. chocolate with a lot of fruit works Mm -hmm. um there's lots of different chocolate flavored ones like there's the godiva white chocolate liqueur um, <laughs> just just completely omit the hot chocolate just do like the chocolate liqueur and some peppermint schnapps or yeah you know 100 alcohol uh, and everything <laughs> but then there's also like kalua and things like that you know just yeah. it, you could put all sorts of different liquor in there like i said it just i don't know makes your uh homemade cocoa more of an adult beverage yeah and of course there's also like the traditional ones too. Like there's the eggnogs and all that. And mm -hmm. I mean, eggnog's fine and all. I'm not a huge fan of eggnog. So maybe at one point in time we could try it, but whether it's featured on an episode, I don't know. Maybe we'll have to find some sort of egg themed, um, subject to talk about an egg themed supernatural <laughs> entity. Yes. The oh, eggening. There's, there's eggs everywhere. Oh. What's happening? <laughs> Those are the Christmas trees. It's kind of windy out right now. Those are the so. Christmas trees? Yeah. Oh. And the oh, yeah, I'm the, like, the what? Christmas trees were killing I was people. still on eggs. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, how are the eggs the Christmas trees? I was very confused. Yeah, My apologies. You, you put the eggs on the Christmas tree. It, uh, I don't know. Oh, it God. attracts the foxes so that it detracts the cats. That's how that works. But what detracts the foxes? Uh, bloodhounds. And then what happens when you're overwhelmed with bloodhounds? Um, I think in the same case of like the like the mongoose thing and all that, uh, it would go to a lion, I believe. At one point, do you realize that you've really badly messed up? Um, like, I mean, I lions? Th I think it's once you get to the poacher step, because after lions come elephants, and then it's poachers, and then the, it's the poachers. And then PETA? 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, and then, yeah, it's, it's usually about that. It's, it's just a big like step ladder of, of terrible occurrences. Good Lord. So I don't want any of that. <laughs> let's just not, let's not put eggs on our tree. Yep. Although so. I think it started before that, but I think eggs <laughs> on the tree would be really foul by the end of the season. <laughs> well, Watch, we're, mm. we're now creating a new like Christmas tradition now. Like, a bunch of people, people are going to put eggs on their tree. There's that, I think it's German, I don't know, I, I'm probably wrong, but that pickle ornament where they put a pickle on the tree and whoever finds <laughs> Hide it. Hide the pickle. Yeah, that's that's wrong. <laughs> no, that's um, what they're doing, they're hiding a pickle I know, tree. but that's weird, because that means something else. Um, no, it means whatever you but there's, I, hmm. <laughs> anyways... So whoever finds it gets an extra present or something. I don't know. <laughs> the pickle present. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> you found the pickle. Now find this pickle. Oh. Oh, terrible. No. No. It's like a jar of gherkins. It's it's really just a nice a nice gherkins gift. are good. I'm not saying they aren't. I'm just saying that's the gift. The pickle prize is a jar of gherkins. Well, I'm not opposed <laughs> to this pickle prize of gherkins. Oh. Pickles are delicious. Some of them. Some of them, the skins are too irritating. <laughs> okay. Irritating skins on these pickles. I want my pickles to be too skinned. Oh, well, no. That's, <laughs> that's terrible. That sounds like a bad time. Uh, Only for the pickle. Think of like a skinned. Well, I don't know. Would it be a skinned cucumber by the time it went in there? Would it pickle the same way or would it just turn you to mush and You can pickle it normal, but then de-skin it before it get it. That's just way too ridiculous. People skin grapes for people they love. You're not willing to skin a pickle for me. I No, I'm not going to skin a pickle and I'm not going to skin a grape. I mean, I'm not a trapper. I don't need to skin things. Aw, you're not a veggie trapper? No, that sounds like the easiest, like job ever is like isn't that just I'm a farmer yeah. <laughs> yeah i'm gonna trap you and skin you turns out he's just like harvesting some potatoes <laughs> just like mm, the standard potatoes yeah yeah we don't get like potato pelts however that would be a great name you get potato pelts you can go to like applebee's or one of those places <sighs> no. and order them and it comes with cheese and bacon bits on it yeah but that they're called loaded potato, potato skins but at the same time like i want to see like a bag of fried potato skins that could be seasoned in like whatever let's you just don't say remember those chips i do not they used to have tater skin chips oh well i guess and they were delicious but they weren't called potato pelts and i think that that would really be a good way to market however some people would be like are these made with animals because yes. pelts and people still think that that's a relative term for things that we use in today's automated society but anyway automated yeah okay like i ah, forget it that's not part of christmas now is it <laughs> i Even don't think it does any of this was so. really christmas no we went end. to the drink and then it all just went downhill <laughs> that's what happens when you drink start talking about hiding pickles <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens when certain people drink so Anyway, I feel like this drink was a success. Uh, yeah, it led to some pickle talk. So <laughs> that's the measure of success as far as my drinks go. That's I'm, that's the new gauge of how we're going to uh, rate our drinks. Level of chance of pickle talk. Level of pickleosity. <laughs> yeah. 
So <laughs> the pickle scale. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, we're going to wrap this up mm-hmm. um, again, since this is going to be coming out before the major holidays. No offense to Hanukkah. I know it's already started. Um, we're not forgetting about you. Um, but again, like happy holidays, Merry yeah. Christmas, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah. Um, there's more in there. And happy I, holidays, I, whatever yeah. you celebrate or don't celebrate, yeah. however you believe. Yeah. I hope you're happy and safe Yeah, and you enjoy the season yeah. and, and stay warm. Yeah. I don't know if you're in a cold area, but we are. It's not cold yet, but it gets snowy. So. Yeah. It's concerningly warm. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> if you like what we do, go ahead and check us out on Facebook. Uh, we have a Twitter that. Hasn't really been upkept lately. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Tweeted. Um, we also have our, our website. And of course, you can listen to our podcasts on our website, tillthelastdrop.com. We're also on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, um, a lot of other podcast uh, Just sources. Just look for us wherever so. you find your podcasts. Yep. All right. And you can also contact us on our Facebook page. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, most of the time, I believe, yeah, we just set up WhatsApp not too long ago. So you can send messages to yeah. us that way. Um, Reach out to us. We usually will respond pretty quickly. Yeah. So with that, thanks for staying till the last drop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Have a good night. Thank you for listening till the last drop. For more paranormal experiences served up with a theme drink, check us out wherever you listen to podcasts. <laughs>